0: Welcome to the Data Rockstars Coffee Pod with me, Regina Lally. And me, Kelly Peters. We're back with our final episode of 2020 to talk about what's happening in the world of data and data protection. And this week, we're reflecting on the crazy of 2020 and looking forward to hopefully a calmer 2021. So Kelly, do you want to kick off with some of your initial reflections on the year that was 2020?
1: Firstly, I would say, why would you throw it out there that 2021 is going to be calmer? Putting it out to the universe. Well, on that super happy note, so some of my reflections I've looked at the podcasts that we've talked about, looked at. What's gone on in the world of data protection. And some of the things I will uh, draw, so I did a webinar at the end of January and we talked about Brexit, we talked about increasing class actions. At no point in time did
0: we talk about a pandemic. you kind of what's going to happen in 2020, wasn't it? Yeah, you?
1: exactly. So I think that will be a, a lesson learned. Think outside of the box. Global pandemic needs to be on every future challenges webinar I ever do. Or <laughs> meteor strike, you know. <laughs> so obviously the withdrawal agreement had has an impact on us from a data protection perspective and on reflection uh, we are less than two weeks away from leaving uh, europe there's been no deal struck yet and i'm not sure how many people have actually started to do much work on brexit planning
0: i think it's really hard isn't it for organizations because for reasons as you mentioned such as the global pandemic i think people are very a they've been a bit focused on that but also there's the what well, if we strike a deal and data is part of that. We, nothing changes, so we don't need to spend the money. But by the same measure, you don't want to get to a position come January where data stops flowing. So I think it's really tough for businesses to be trying to make decisions when the way forward isn't clear. And, you know, we've had this, you know, the past few weeks businesses have been receiving letters from the government telling them they should be prepared and they're they're getting in touch with us to ask what do they need to do about data which is great but it's really difficult to be well you could do this and this is what you need to do in case of a no deal but unless a deal struck then it's just really hard to make plans where you absolutely don't know what's going on in two weeks time and you're being told to plan for it.
1: I know. It's a little bit uncomfortable, to be fair. I think, obviously, then we went into a lockdown, so a high was that we recruited um, an employee, Julia, the fabulous marketing, uh, fabulous woman. And she really kind of has made us really great from a marketing perspective, but... We went into lockdown a week after Julia joining us.
0: Day after, one day in the office with her.
1: (laughs) So we really experienced on a smaller scale to some of our clients where all of their staff are now working remotely. So the challenges that we were faced in keeping in touch with the team, making sure that we had the right technology, the craziness of video conferencing went through the roof and the risks associated with that. And we talked on webinars, what to consider when doing webinars at home, think about blowing out your background, Think about turning off your Alexa in your Google, for example. And one of my most popular posts on LinkedIn was, please don't flash your partner if there's a mirror behind him that
0: then reflects onto the video screen. <laughs> I think it was uh, entertaining that that's one of your most popular LinkedIn posts ever, isn't it? Yes. I think it's those kind of human data protection stories that really capture the imagination. Yeah. And I think it's I think that's almost partly one of the things that triggered us to be able to start this podcast, because mm. you know, one of the reflections on 2020 for me is that, you know, this is something that we'd always talked about doing way back even, you know, when we were working in the NHS and, you know, we should have a, you know, Kelly and Regina show about you know our random chats and you know we've actually made that happen this year and i know you know often the chats are quite random but i think it's you know it's quite exciting that we've you know we're on spotify and we've got that's quite cool and you kind of think well actually we've got people that are listening which is brilliant and we really appreciate that but hopefully we're just making data protection a little bit more accessible and interesting and sort of some of those human stories and funny tales that bring it to life rather than it be in rules and legislation, which most people, let's be honest, don't find that interesting, even if we do.
1: No, exactly. But the most popular phrase this year is, you're on mute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Then we've had the highs and lows of the track and trace system. We've talked about the lack of compliance with data protection. And with that tool, we have talked about the implementation of pubs and restaurants when they started to open open up again how they try to capture track and trace. And I think we've probably talked about this three or four times on our podcasts. Still think people are debating the use of the talk. I'm, I'm not quite sure how well it's been adopted by everybody, but I know there have been concerns recently about people who think they should be notified have not been notified. So it, I think it's an ongoing saga. That was definitely one of my highs of the, the year.
0: Yeah, it was interesting. And I think it, it's fascinating when you look at something, again, that affects everybody and then it makes privacy data protection it sort of rises makes it rise to the top of discussions because it's something that people are interested in because there's something that's very topical and is likely to affect them on a a daily basis and it's very visible so I think that's it's good because I think it makes people think and it stimulates the conversation about what where are the lines and you know how do you make sure that it's being done appropriately and the shift in the initial plans of let's have a centralized database to actually let's appropriately go down the model of an anonymized version that protects the individuals health-wise and through their privacy as well. And I think that that was a really interesting shift because I think it was probably a lot of scrutiny around Is this the right thing to be doing? Why do you need that level of access? And that challenge is a really good position to to be in that people can do that and feel that they can challenge the government when they're doing or developing systems that might then be a bit more inappropriate in, in the level of access that they need and have.
1: Absolutely. And when you talked about the kind of the engaging content, I think we have both ranted about subjects this year. Uh, I know that we've talked about Facebook competitions.
0: Topic. And that's your favourite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> of Stop Falling for These People, Please. And I know we've shared, we've reshared your blog several times. And I obviously got to talk about my all-time favourite subject of Excel, of which I have reshared the same uh, blog for the last four years because it simply hasn't changed. So uh, that entertained me knowing that a lot of it is human nature. So my concerns about Excel was people People reshare in Excel and misusing it and uploading it without appropriate security measures in place. And I know that your Facebook scams are because so many people fall for them even though they shouldn't.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just it's very easy to protect yourself from that kind of thing with two seconds of simple checks and it's frustrating.
1: We'll stop <laughs> yeah, This is not a continuation of that rant. That was quite fun. On a more kind of challenging note, um, I think we had the exam chaos which was looking at algorithms to be able determine the outcomes of both GCSEs and um, A-level results. And I think we both knew friends and family who had children that were going to be affected by the decision-making that was it will be determined by an algorithm and actually then the backtracking of that to say actually it will go based on what teachers have assessed as being the appropriate score but that calls that showed the real impact of data protection and the emotional impact it has on individuals when it goes wrong and the potential lifetime impact of those scores on those young adults that have already been massively affected by covid. Um. Absolutely.
0: That I think sort of linked to that. I think the pandemic has brought AI a little bit more into the forefront because you've had, you know, this sort of algorithm where it's determining potentially people's futures and then also systems that are using or relying on algorithms and AI in order to make decisions about people or to monitor people working from home and that type of thing and I think it's brought it more into the forefront that this is something that is available and being used and obviously companies might have been quick to adopt it thinking that there's really good benefits without thinking about the potential impacts on their staff and I think that's a thing that probably will continue into 2021 is that kind of adoption of new technology and whether or not you should be giving data protection more of a consideration and privacy more of a consideration when you are adopting those new systems and I think the speed of change this year has been phenom- phenomenal and hopefully next year people will have more time to actually think and say do we need this is this right how does it impact impact. Before yeah. making those decisions. Absolutely.
1: We also got an opportunity to talk about passions of ours. So we talked about football and data protection from grassroots uh, all the way up. So we got to embrace Regina the Spurs fan. We talked to um, Mick Lisley from the Oxford City uh, Football Club, which was very cool. And we also got to talk with Neil, who is our new Business Development Director, about cars mm-hmm. and data, both of which got a lot of engagement from our listeners because it actually brought what we talk about into an everyday kind
0: of experience that people could relate to. I think that's the important thing with data protection. I think sometimes it's seen as something that's a tick box exercise that needs to be done and, oh, isn't it a pain? But actually, there's so many areas of life that it applies to and ways that it can put us at risk that we don't even think about. I like finding those kind of little areas that we can flag and highlight and just demonstrate that. It's much more wide ranging than we think it is. It's like one of our quotes that we had in our advent calendar was the around the Internet of Things, and if you if you haven't got security, that you know it's really it's the Internet of Threat. You know, with Christmas coming, that's really interesting and maybe something we can pick up on a bit more next year because you know there's so many gifts and you know. Technology that can tap into the house and the home, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. Google had an outage earlier this week, which was probably distressing for most of the world. And there was somebody I saw a tweet that somebody said that they were sitting at home in the dark because they had smart light. It was connected to Google, so Google goes out, your lights go off, and you just wouldn't think of that. But you know, because you want to be able to go. It's you know, I don't know. It's just fascinating, isn't it? The ways that you mm-hmm. kind of think you, you adopt the technology, but you don't really think of well, what if it doesn't work anymore? How does that affect me? I'm going to be going back to candles. It's not just because your electricity's gone; it's because. out that's mad going back to
1: candles (laughs) and to just bring to it to kind of close the reflections on 2020 and the reason I kind of left it last because whilst it's important I don't think this should be the main driver of any kind of data protection working on an organisation is that there were penalties of large financial penalties were issued this year by the commissioner Mm -hmm. in the last uh, couple of months for Ticketmaster Marriott and BA and the European uh, counterparts have just been as ferocious in terms of uh, finding organisations. So I think that will be something that we will see continue in 2021.
0: Absolutely. I think, you know, there's been enough time now since GDPR has been introduced that the breaches that happened immediately after have come through and it will be interesting to see what what follows. And the areas that the different authorities focus on. I think we saw last week that Google and Amazon in France were fined for their use of cookies and yeah. the availability of individuals to have consent or not, um, and yeah. that's too challenging. So I think that's something for 2021 that may well, following that case, be more prevalent. And certainly, I think what we've seen this year, an additional reflection, is that individuals are much more aware of their rights under GDPR, and I think that's something that's going to go forward into 2021 as well. You yeah. know. With subject access requests, it's something that we've had a lot more demand on in terms of our services helping people with those subject access requests and making sure they help respond appropriately i think you know there's been people valuing their own data and and how that you know they wish to be compensated by an organization they feel has misused it and i think that's something you know with potential increased redundancies over the next year you know furlough will come to an end at some point depending on the economic situation it will be interesting to see how many jobs remain how many change how many people are let go and you know, it will be disgruntled employees who are the ones that are likely to be putting in subject access requests. And they have inside knowledge. They know where data is. They know that there's a, you know, WhatsApp group that's there, that people are commenting on stuff and they will want to see where they're mentioned in it. And so it's important that you think about this in advance before you get caught out.
1: You've highlighted a few of things that I was going to say for 2021. So I won't go into too much detail, but I agree. Increased DSARs are going to be something I think we're going to see a lot more class actions actually come into fruition. So they've started, but they will actually start to see the outcome of those. The perceived war on cookies from European uh, commissioners, because it's uh, the privacy electronic communications regulation that drives those penalties, but we're seeing a lot more of that. What is interesting is the impact of Brexit Uh, because obviously we have talked at the beginning of this we don't know what that will be but there is a requirement for a uk and eu representatives under both pieces of gdpr law for the uk and eu and how that works so and then finally that we will get a new commissioner at the ico midway through next year
0: okay how long are the the terms that they have so how long is elizabeth denham in place
1: years okay. uh, i believe the term is so yeah i don't know
0: who will be appointed as the new one but i think it's june or july and uh, next year that'll be interesting then to see if that changes the sort of direction or yeah. focus of the ico about what they're doing with a different leader whether or not they'll focus or continue in the same vein or whether they'll have a a stronger focus on different areas than they might have had
1: absolutely and what i would just say to just to close us off it's a positive but it also comes with a little bit of a a a warning for anyone listening to this it's like please over the christmas period be mindful of any kind of scams that are going on in terms of via email via sms and For the sake of Regina's sanity, please do not click on any Christmas, New Year's competitions on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Otherwise, we will be having this conversation in 2021.
0: Uh, If they're real, it's fine, but just check they're real.
1: So I want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas. We're now taking a break until 2021. So this is the last podcast. So have a very merry, festive, safe and secure Christmas. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in 2021.